Verbal intercourse. Verbal intercourse. Verbal intercourse. This is verbal intercourse. All right, guys. Welcome to the verbal intercourse today. Uh, got three good friends on on with me today. Um, some of the South Jacksons and West Jacksons finest. Um, went to went to high school with these brothers. They they're all great men, great leaders with great voices and you know we got a, a controversial topic that we're talking about today um so we're gonna get right into it um on may 25th george floyd who um who is a citizen of uh, minneapolis was assassinated by four minneapolis cops all of them um all of them which pretty much held them down four on one um the white cop, Derek Chavon, I think that's his name. Um, he knelt on his neck for eight minutes and, uh, and approximately 46 seconds. Um, while he's kneeling on his neck, mind you, all of this is being broadcasted on, on the Internet. It's like on a live stream. While he's kneeling on his neck, um, I think the worst part that I saw out of the whole thing, of course, the whole thing is terrible, but the worst part that I saw was... Um, was hearing George Floyd um, saying that he can't breathe. At one point, he called for his mother. Um, and this dude, you know, he's just relentless. Like, he's just he's just driving his knee through his neck until, until Floyd is just unresponsive. Um, uh, it was public lynching, um, live lynching, um, and, and it was one of the worst things that I've ever seen on the internet and and just you know in real life um tell me i want y'all to talk to me a little bit about um how you felt about watching the video if you was able to watch the video um i'm gonna start with christian because you know christian you're you're a cop and you see you know these cops acting in a inhumane way um talk to me a little bit about how you felt about it I'm uh, Christian Vance. Uh, I'd say this, that these views are my own. I'm not speaking for my department right now. These, these are, these are um, my personal views. I, I, haven't, I have not watched the video, right? And I probably won't because um, I, I've seen more death than probably anybody I know, right? So I've seen people take their last breath. I've seen people die. I've seen people... I mean, in the middle of the street, right? I've seen people die, children from gunshot wounds. I've seen, you know, so um, as far as the trauma goes, my, my cup runs over. So I, I don't, I try not to um, watch any, see anything I don't have to see because I might have to see some more stuff tomorrow, you know. Um, that being said, I've, I've, I've been told about the length of the video and how long it is. And as an officer, um, since I was 22, about nine years now, uh, I've had many times where I've had to fight with a suspect, 
um, detain a suspect that was actually actively combative, um, deal with people who were dealing with psychosis or mental illness or folks that were high on PCP or whatever, whatever it could be. That being said, once they are controlled physically, once they are subdued physically and cuffed, the fight is over with. And so when I say subdued physically, I mean, get them to the point where I can put handcuffs on them. Um, the fight is over. I've had times where I personally fought with somebody one-on-one for two and a half, three minutes, which is a real long time to fight with somebody. I've had times where I had more than one officer with me and I had a guy high on PCP or wet, whatever it was, and I had to fight him off and on for 30 minutes. Um, that being said, once it's so over, once they're subdued physically, it's over. Uh, and you can put it's handcuffs over. on them. I, I don't, um, like I, said, I haven't watched it, but I, I have heard that uh, this man had the weight of another human being on his neck for, you know, up to eight and a half, nine minutes. And um, I see no way as an officer that that's justifiable. I see no way as an officer that that's needed. And so what happens is an officer can tell you three, well, you don't understand because you've never been in this situation or you haven't had to fight a suspect. You haven't. But an officer cannot tell me that. Uh, because I've been an officer for, for nine years in a dangerous city. So I've, I've earned the right to highly scrutinize anybody who does what I do. I've earned that right. Just like a surgeon has earned the right to highly scrutinize another surgeon. A surgeon can tell me, hey, you don't understand. You never operated on somebody's spine. And he's right. But an officer can't tell me that. So um, from officer to officer, I see I see in no way um, how that how that was carried out from what I'm hearing about the situation that that was a um, proper action as an officer. He, I'm sure he violated his uh, his department's procedures. I'm sure he violated the things he was taught. He acted as a as a uh, a rogue a rogue individual, not not individual because of three four guys on scene uh, that could have stopped it as well. Uh, but as an officer. Um, there, there's no way that what he did was within the scope of his duty, no. And so that's murder, and uh, which uh, uh, you know, you might say it's first degree murder. They might say they might say second or third degree murder. They charge him with third. It's murder nonetheless. Third, okay, okay. Yeah, that that I mean that that goes that kind of goes with the letter of law. Some, you know, what I'm saying, um, a similar a similar situation, you know. Would, would 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 probably play out the same way as far as that charge goes. Uh, but as an officer who's been in a situation where I've had a fight with guys, I'm talking one-on-one. Um, once it's over, once somebody is subdued, it's over. It. Put cuffs on and get them in the car. Yeah. So, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let DeRay, uh chime in and I'm going to let Joe chime in. Um but I'm going to also, you know, put this into, into play. Um, the fact that they charged him with third degree murder, like, you know, I can understand, you know, this dude was a police officer and, you know, um, stuff like that. The fact that they charged him with third degree murder is just nonsense because 
This dude is clearly saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Calling for his mother. And they and this dude is like study putting his knee through this dude's neck, you know. And it's like on camera, you know. So like that was wild to me and it just shows, you know, systemically how the judicial system I don't at, at this point, especially like with the um autopsy, with I think a medical examiner performed the autopsy yesterday and I don't think it was the final one, but it was like um initial right. one. This dude was basically saying that the cause of death was not um uh, uh I don't yeah, care what the autopsy yeah. say. It don't matter. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, it was like <laughs> ace ace asphyxiation. Uh, it it was not ace asphyxiation. Yeah. And and that's just right. wild to me when this dude is clearly saying I can't breathe, you know. Yeah, yeah it, it don't it don't I don't care that I I don't care what I'm nah. to say. I don't right, it don't right, matter right. to me. All right, Dore. Uh I'm gonna let you chime in. Uh tell me tell me how the video or you know this whole situation made you feel. When I heard about it, of course, uh, you know, when I hear about things now, it's not that I'm desensitized to it, but to be honest, I'm tired of watching these the same videos. If you realize, we're watching reruns of black folks being murdered. Right. To the point where, you know, we're recycling. We're recycling a catchphrase. Not a catchphrase, but we're recycling the same from 2014, six right. years ago. You know what I'm saying? This is, a, this is another person who said, I can't breathe. So the fact that we already know about... Eric Garner and him saying that I can't breathe. Every, everybody's aware of that. And now yeah. here we are six years later and you have another, you have somebody else who subdued in handcuffs saying I can't breathe. That should instantly spark something in your brain being a police officer. I, I just asked, uh, I asked Chris another day, uh, probably like two days ago, I asked him, um, you know, about containing his emotions and being containing his emotions being a police officer and he responded to me saying there are no emotions he can't be emotional so whether George Floyd got the best of him whatever the case may be he's subdued your job is done your job is done and there's no, and, and the fact that he continue he didn't he wasn't just even sitting on you if you pay close attention he was leaning into his neck and my lady had to show that to me because i told her i didn't want to watch it i've seen enough yeah. of it and to be honest until a video come out where somebody's actually helping maybe another officer is telling him to get off of him or whatever the case may be i don't want to watch anymore you know because I'll, I'll continue to read about it i'll try to stay current on it because i don't want to i don't want to act like it's not important to know i want to make sure i have the knowledge of that with some change in terms of how these people are going about taking doing their job because if your job is to protect and serve if no matter what they do you are not the execution and you know unless you're put in that position if you're put in that position then you got to do what you got to do but if they're subdued you're not the executioner your job is done so I don't want to see any more of that. And I, I really want people, I really want officers to understand that people are tired of seeing that. People are tired of asking for them to pay attention. People are tired of asking them for, to, uh, to, to, you know, cut out the inhumane activities. 
and just let it go from there. Practice your training. I worked at a prison. I worked at a prison. They taught. I worked in prison for about for about a year. And they taught us everything to do how to subdue, how to subdue a prisoner. And we weren't even allowed any type of weapons. Now you never know what a prisoner might have, but at the same time, we are we are liable for what they. We are liable for their well-being. We're we're liable for that. So, in that, and, and with that being said, you know how to subdue somebody, and on top of that, you have backup. So, what's the need for the what's the need for the knee and the neck if you have backup and he's on the ground? Explain that to me. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It was just man, completely uncalled for, dog. Like, like, <clears throat> but of course, you know what I'm saying. Like you say, this is just you know. Um, rewind the tape and playing it over. Like, that's all these situations are. You know what I'm saying? I don't even have to watch another video for the rest of my life to to know how it's going to end. You know, it's just yeah. the same episode running over and over again. And, you know, um, and, you know, when it gets to the judicial system, for the most part, it's the same episode running over and over again there, you know. So, um, right. so I'm going to let Joe chime in now. Uh, what's up, Joe? Well, uh, I watched the I watched the video. Joseph Collins, uh, native of uh, Jackson, Mississippi, I'm born in Texas, but Jackson is my home. Jackson, where is where I'm groomed at. And so I like to say hello to the city before we got started. Um, oh, my fault, my fault, bro. It's all, all good. It's all good. Uh, I don't mind introducing myself at all. Joseph Collins, principal of Boyd Elementary. <laughs> drive. We're gonna do some fantastic things this year, and I'm gonna tie in a lot of what I got to say uh, into how we can educate our children, and educate our teenagers, and educate our young people in safety and uh, in awareness, in vigilance, uh, weapon mastery, um, whatever they need to survive. You know, whatever they need to feel safe. And we're gonna be in the land where. Safety ain't just like that for us. We need to create it for ourselves. We need to feel protected. Um, well, and I can spill on about that. But uh, so yeah, I did watch it. I watched it in the morning, headed to work. Uh, I had been off of social media looking at videos because of uh, Ahmad and. Uh, in that situation. <clears throat> anyway, I watched it in the morning, headed to work. Well, when I parked my truck, because I got to work a little bit early, I didn't feel like walking in, so I just scrolled through Twitter a little bit and I watched the video. I uh, I actually went and found it once I uh, saw some, you know, some people tweeting about it. Uh, and I watched it. I watched the whole thing and, uh, and I let it sit in. Once the once the video stopped, I uh, closed my phone. I put my head down, and I just I just kind of zoned out for a little bit. It's it's so inflaming, you know what I mean. Uh, and the media is is inflammatory. You know they pump this into us so we can so we can get mad. Um, you have to think. Uh, I think about all all the aspects of this. You know the symbolism of a white man being on a black man's neck for a long time. 
That shit is frustrating. It's not just because it's the police. That shit hurts right there. That a, that a man won't get up off another man's neck. And he won't. So how do we protect ourselves? How do we teach our children to be better? Not to be violent towards each other or to be violent towards them unless necessary. How do we stop reacting with, you know, building destruction? Not that that's a bad thing. Because I really don't care. I really don't. Uh, that's my stance, you know. Uh, but it, 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 made me, it made me mad. It made me angry. Uh, it brought up depressing moments. You know, me thinking about somebody very close to me dying, you know, at the hands of an off-duty. It's just, you know, it, it, I, don't, I hate that they keep on betraying it, but I, but I do watch it and I go see it. Because sometimes, you know, I, I feel radical enough to do something, you know, I shouldn't. And, uh, and I check myself because of my kids, not just because of my own kids, or especially because of my own kids, my daughter and my son, but because of the kids that I that honor my tutelage, and uh, and the people that I have to, you know, that I have to service. And you know, I, and I bet you that's that, that's a feeling on both sides, you know, with with a black policeman going out there, you know, being hated by somebody, and it, and it feel the same way. That should feel the same way to black cop. Shoot you. So yeah, let me let me uh let me uh chime in off of this subject you just brought up. Yeah, I'm sure you know it's hella frustrating for especially, you know, somebody like a strong cop like Christian, who is one that genuinely, you know, protects and serves and um is a man of integrity, you know within within his job description and also even beyond his job description um you know i've read memes on um on instagram on twitter um and it i know one that particularly struck out to me was was it said that you know if you got um if you got 10 bad cops and you got a thousand good cops how how are the thousand good cops allowing the ten bad cops to to cause so much destruction and and hurt and pain? So, um, Christian, I want you to talk to me a little bit about that. How how to like talk to me a little bit about how you know I would say the the media, the community, you know, how do they look at you know somebody that's a good cop of integrity that's in this in relation by just job by, by by career choice to somebody that can you know provide such hate and, and <laughs> hey man honestly dog you should make me so mad when i was about about 26 about 20 about 26 27 i had a time i was so depressed i was so depressed about stuff but i had like a serious time of like suicidal thoughts. Like I was so depressed about um, because because for me, I, I was raised in a household 
my, my, my dad is a counselor. My mom's a therapist. My, my sisters are teachers, you know, principal. You know what I'm saying? That's the house I, I was raised in. And so I was raised in, in public service, and I was raised in um, really caring about people, man, and really loving people and really working. Not just talking. Not just talking. Not just talking. Not just typing. You know, well, working, working, and and most of the time not getting paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Working. And so when I see people who lack the dedication that I have in any way, um, attempt to disparage me, it, it's it's an, it's an affront like you wouldn't believe. Um, because I really bust my ass. And 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 I, and I and I really care and I really love and I I ain't talking about just what I do on the clock. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about my entire life, what I'm about. And so when I see folks on social media, when I see people, they just talk, they talk, they talk. But I have so many things I invite people to. I have so many things I do, and nobody talks in, nobody shows up then. But when you're outraged about something, you show up. But there's so many times in between the times of outrage that you can work that you can build, that you can um, show your care for your community. And so when I was younger, it used to make me so bad. But uh, it doesn't so much anymore because I'm going to a different place, you know, mentally and, and, and emotionally and spiritually. And I was having a conversation with my dad just last night. And he said, son, he said, son, you know, you most of your life you have been a warrior servant, right? And uh, you'll go through the fire and you got courage and and, and, and uh, you'll save lives and, and you'll show bravery. He said, but the next step is to be a leader servant and to show grace to people and to lead by example and not condemn people uh, and not um, not be so hard on people. And so now where I am now is that, like I said, as an officer, I have earned the right. Um, through my experience, through my work, to require more of other officers. I've earned that right. I've earned it. As a citizen, through my service of this city that I love, I have earned the right to invite everybody to be more. So not just to react on social media when you're upset, um, not just to share statuses, not just to type uh, emotionally, but to actively be better. And I should be better is to actively get involved in your community, actively get involved in who represents you when you vote locally. Because people 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 really sleep on that who represents you locally. I'm gonna tell you something. I want you to understand this. I want everybody to understand this. Watch out for this. This is what's about to happen. Is you'll have cities that have had turmoil for years with crime, uh, with lack of public safety, with lack of economic with a with, uh, school system struggling and you'll have local politicians that will hop on this tragedy and tell you what you already know. They'll tell you that this is a tragedy. They'll tell you they need reform nationally and, and police work. They'll tell you all these things you already know and they'll get your vote, but they won't address what you need locally. It happened. It happened six years ago. It happened four years ago. It's going to happen again. When you vote for city council, when you when all this stuff locally, wherever you are, when you get to get to get ready to vote locally, and nobody's talking about your immediate issues, whether it's school, economics, public safety, whatever, and they're talking about a national tragedy, it's gonna happen. 
Don't fall for it again. You fell for it last time. Don't fall for it again. I want to, on a local level, hold people accountable. My coworkers, my politicians, my fellow citizens. I want to hold people accountable. You should make me mad. Don't be mad no more. I'm not mad anymore at people who don't appreciate me. You're not where I am. You haven't done what I've done. You don't have the heart I have. It's okay. God will something else with you. But what I am going to do is invite you to be better every day in what you do. I'm going to tell you the story and I'm going to let it go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. This happened two days ago to a co-worker of mine. So there's a guy, he's off his meds or he's high. I don't know what's going on, but he snaps, right? He, he beats up two people. Uh, in a store, and he's walking down the street. Lady flags down my coworker. Coworker happens to be a white guy. Flags him down. Says this guy beat up these folks in the store. He's walking down the street. My coworker gets to him. The guy can't even talk. He, like I said, either he's on some drugs or he's off his meds. I don't know. He can't even talk. So my coworker, one on one, has to subdue this guy. Wrestle him on the ground. Never strikes him. Gets him down. Trying to control him. A guy comes out of his house with his cell phone. Starts recording him. My coworker who's struggling with this guy because he's not trying to hurt him. See, you only struggle with somebody when you're not trying to hurt them. I am 220 pounds. I bench press 400 pounds. I squat 500 pounds. If I'm trying to hurt you, I will hurt you. I struggle when I'm not trying to hurt you. This guy's the same way. He's struggling because he's not trying to hurt this guy in this induced psychosis. Guy comes out of his house, starts recording my coworker. My coworker who's struggling with this guy says, hey, man, can you help me? Hey, man, can you help me? Because he's not trying to arrest him. He's trying to get him to the hospital. He's called AMR on the radio. Hey, man, can you help me? The guy says no. I get to the scene. I didn't see none of this happen. I recognize the guy from playing football. I recognize we talked. He said, I feel kind of bad. Your coworker asked me for help, and I didn't help him. I said, that's cool. Because check this out. You have to ask yourself these questions. You don't have to answer me. You have to answer to yourself. Did you not help him because he's white? Did you not help him because he's a police officer? Did you not help him because you're afraid? Because you're scared and the moment was too big for you? Because now you understand he has to wrestle with this guy to get him on the ambulance. Now you understand that. So why did you not help him? Because this guy, this civil servant who's trying to help this man, asked you for help. And you denied him help, so you denied that man help. And then the guy says to me, he said, well, I was worried about how it would look. Mm. Brother, brother, that ain't good enough. Yeah. yeah, That's not good enough. I cannot worry about how nothing looks, bro. I had to, everything I do in my uniform, I would do in t-shirt and sweatpants. I don't give a damn. Okay, I'm a servant, so I can't be worried about how it how it how it looks, brother. This man, this other guy, is is high or whatever he's got going on. He needs to go to the hospital. This officer's trying to get him there. He asked you for help, and you said no. That was your opportunity to be more. Right, and we all get opportunities to be more. I'm not requiring you to be more because I'm not your God, but I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to be more every day. My coworkers, my neighbors, my citizens. Why am I doing that? Because I earned the right. 
through busting my ass and through dedication, I have earned the right. Unlike some of the folks you follow on social media, unlike some of the statuses you share, unlike some of the folks that type, I have earned the right because I've given this place something it cannot give me back freely on and off duty. So you can follow me, you can line up with me, or you can get out of my way, but I am inviting you to be more. And that, that's that on that. Nick, you right, ask a question real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Christian, I want to know something, man. When you are faced with your coworkers who don't have that type of heart, it doesn't have to be as, it doesn't have to be as big as yours, but at least a, who have enough fight within them to understand what it takes to be that civil servant that you see yourself to be. How do you respond to that? How do you respond to somebody who doesn't wear the badge respectfully or proudly? It's this a thing about Jackson. It's the thing about JPD. We we real short, right? And we, we real short because folks leave because the work is too hard. Right? <laughs> so and also folks get fired because we don't have a reputation of protecting bad officers. Right. Um, we've had guy, a lot of guys get fired since I've been on. And all my, I work in Precinct 4, um, and every co-worker I have, um, they might not have the fire I have, but I'm going to tell you this, DeRay, nobody does. Not just <laughs> them. It ain't just them. I'm talking about everybody. No, I'm going to tell you something. Nobody loves this city like I do. That's ever been or ever be. So it ain't just them. Nobody does. So, but I will say this about them. I do not have, I have, I do not have anybody I work with immediately that is not courageous and compassionate. I can say that. You know, I can say that in, in the part, the only thing that, I don't get frustrated for me because I, I, got, I get so much respect around the city because of who I am, but sometimes I get frustrated with some of my coworkers that might not be as outspoken as me because I see a lot of folks that talk about them that can't carry their jock strap. Straight up. Can't, I'm, talking about, can't, I'm talking about the people that they are. I'm talking about um, um, whether it's feeding these homeless. And this stuff don't make the news. They don't make the camera. I'm talking about feeding these homeless people. Taking taking care of kids whose parents can't buying kids clothes for school. I mean, I got I, mean, I got female coworkers, man. Tougher than most dudes, you know. Straight up, and I ain't lying. Straight up, I'm talking yeah. about five feet, a buck thirty, and ain't never shot nobody. And Jackson, understand what that means. Understand how many people we see every day, right? Right. How many calls we get every day? Now imagine being a 5'3", 120-pound woman policing a jacket. Tougher than most guys I know. The thing is, when you live a certain way, people that, that, that are sideways won't be around you. Anybody that's not like me will not be around me. So if, if, if I, and, I, and it's not, this, even this department, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. No district, no department, no nothing is perfect. But anybody that does anything that I, don't, that I wouldn't agree with ain't going to do it around me. Right. I might whoop your ass. I'm being straight. And I only, <laughs> I, only, I, only, I only like to cuss. Listen, I only like to cuss on stuff that's being recorded. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I might I might bust your ass. Yeah. So um, you know, I exude I exude a certain standard. Period. And if you don't live up to that standard, you can't be around me. I'm gonna ask you this. How you know, I haven't I didn't invite a lot of folks to the firm to, to, to my program. I invited you and Nick. Joe, you know, right. certain people. I don't invite everybody. I got a certain standard that I live by and that I exude. And so if I ever see somebody do I've had it when I was a rookie, I had guys I had to check, not not for physically doing anything, but how they were talking. Like, hey bro, hey, we don't do that. You gotta go somewhere else to do that. Yeah. I arrested a guy, we arrested a guy, and uh he had broken something, and uh he, he still had items on him. And he told me. This is recently. He said, man, I can't breathe. I said, well, stand up. This Jackson, baby. That we don't that don't fly here. You going to jail. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing nothing to you. You get in the back. I'm I swear, I swear for everything sacred and holy in my life. He said, I can't breathe. I said, Well, brother, stand up. I put him in the car, turn the air on. But big dog, you going to jail today. For <laughs> business burglary. You going. All right. So it's it's you know it's a way to do the job, and it's a standard I always hold myself to. It's a standard I hold my coworkers to, and it's a standard I hold my supervisors to, and they hold me to it. And so I was trained by good people. I was supervised by good people, and this department does a better job than people are willing to recognize. This is a dangerous city, and everybody has guns. In the last six years. How many fake towels have we had by the at the hands of police? Shoot, it gotta it gotta be low. It it, it got it gotta be. Yeah, it gotta be low. <laughs> they would have been said somebody. Think yeah. about that. Think about that. Think about how dangerous this city is. We in the south. Everybody's armed, right? Everybody, legally or illegally. How many fake towels have we had? I'm telling you, my my coworkers. Don't get enough credit. Yeah, this job is harder than everybody. Everybody realized. I can't speak. I didn't. I don't work in no other city now. I, I can't speak for no other city. I'm not. I'm not presuming to speak for any other department. I'm talking about my city that I work in. That I serve. This job is harder than what folks want to recognize. I had to pull a. I had to pull a gun on a guy. He had a Beretta with a drum on it. Now, <laughs> it was shoot, a shooting just happened. A shooting just happened. He yeah. comes outside. He got the Beretta in his hand. I draw on him. I got to. I say, hey, bro, lay down. Oh, sir, sir, sir. Nah, lay your body down. Lay down. <laughs> Straight up. I cuff him. I cuff him. The gun is stolen. He goes to jail. He's a felon with a firearm, a stolen firearm. He goes to jail. An old dude next to me said, hey, 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 young blood. Hey, young blood. I like how you did that, man. You kept your cool. I said, sir, all due respect, I do that every day. Yeah. That standard procedure. Yeah. You know how many guys I come in contact with that got guns on them or in their car? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Did I gotta take the jail? Yeah, yeah. Like y'all don't y'all don't get enough credit, especially, you know, for the resources that y'all are giving. And and also, you know, like 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 the situations that y'all be in in such a, you know, I, I would say a high crime city. 
with, you know, the least amount of cops that, you know, and, and, you know, I already know it's tough, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely applaud you and, and all, and all of y'all that's like you, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a, I'm a switch topics a little bit. Um, Joe kind of touched on it earlier when he was talking about the riots. Uh, Martin Luther King stated that riots are the language of the unheard. So, you know, all these rioting, all these riots and protests and looting, you know, it done broke out across America in the past three days. Uh, most notably, Minneapolis, Atlanta, Houston, probably other places, too. Um, I know I personally feel about, you know, the rioting that, you know, I feel like it's it's people expressing themselves um, and anger you know it, it could be you know people could say that they're expressing themselves in the wrong way but you know i can't tell people how to feel emotionally you know especially black people i can't tell black people how to feel emotionally in 2020 like you know i i got control over myself right. you know uh and but i can't tell people how to react in minneapolis um i know minneapolis w w was gonna riot after what happened you know and and to me, you know, it's justifiable, you know. Um, a Atlanta and Houston, like I can, I get it, but you know, I don't get it, you know, because that ain't where it went down. And even though everybody is upset at the right. same time, everybody, everybody is pissed off at the same time. And and you know, if you black, you know, your your soul on fire. You know, you tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. So. Um, Joe, I'm gonna let you talk a little bit about you know the rioting and the protests. You know how how you feel about it. What what you think about the rioting and looting? Like, is it justified or is it just um, is it just misdirected? You know. Joe, where Joe go? I don't know where Joe go. My bad, my bad. I got you. <laughs> Hey, hey, be right. Be right. Hey, mute your mic, be right. Because cause I can hear your car. On my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was um, in response to, to the table. It's not, it's not really. <laughs> you say what? I said you were building the table. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, I got him in the background, you know what I'm saying? Check me out if you need any handyman work. I'm going to go and shamelessly plug myself in here. I can get it done. <laughs> anyway. Hey, do your thing, bro. Nah, I'm just fucking around, but I can do it. But anyway, uh, Roddy, my opinion is that it shouldn't be necessarily – categorized as um, wrong or right. It's an emotional response. If somebody slaps you in the face, if you're a punk, you're going to run. You know what I'm saying? And But you still, that's your going to be your emotional response. If you're not a punk, if so, you know what I'm saying? If you if you a fight person in the, you know, fight or flight, you know, mentality or whatever, if you're a fighter, you're going to sit there and you're going to react. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, your first move might be whatever, but it's gonna be a first move. 
You know what I'm saying? This is a this is a community punch. Now the community is punching back. Right. You know, it shouldn't be categorized as uh is this the right thing, to, the right way to do it. It's it's an emotional response, man. And, and emotions sometimes don't need to be categorized as right or wrong because they are going to happen. And we try to categorize and put this in the correct box and this in the correct box. It wasn't correct for all of these black men and black women to be assassinated. You know what I'm saying? That's painful. The more and more and more and more we see it, the more and more pain happens. You know what I'm saying? The more and more pain we feel. You know, you put your hand on the stove for, for, for a few seconds. Maybe you can maybe you can last for a little while. Wait wait till it starts sizzling though. You gonna move, you know what I'm saying? And and that's what the that's what the people are doing. They moving, they mobilizing. This is a reaction. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's this is not something that we just it happened to, you know, it we got mad and we go loot. That ain't something that just happened all the time. You know what I'm saying? If I get pissed off at, at the end of the day, I ain't finna walk into the gas station and be like, run me everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna do that. And you know, this is until until somebody has pressure me enough i'm not gonna get angry like that the community is angry you know what i'm saying that you know so who gives a fuck if it's right or wrong you know what i'm saying who gives a fuck it's hard it's hard to deal with the feelings that involved with this it's hard to deal with the trauma as a parent to see black children in the street doing the wrong things you know what i'm saying they shouldn't be out there but this is their emotional response and i don't i don't blame them real talk I don't blame him. I was not in the city when when Justin died. Yeah. I was in Louisville. I pulled my car over in, in the middle of the uh, median, just sat there for a moment and wailed out to God. That that type of stuff, man, is 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 traumatic. I you know I dealt with that for years up until I talked to his mom one day and she said that you know Justin is better off there because he helping us out from there. That had to that had to really sit in me. But that took a long, long time. So if we want to justify and, and classify if it's right or wrong, we can do that in the future. You know what I'm saying? But right now, people is mad. They they reacting. The fight will settle. You know what I'm saying? Nobody fights forever. Every, you know, and all things in. But right now, it's big. It's hot. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I feel the same way. Like like you. You you completely correct, man. It's the emotional response, dog. Like, you know, people. I feel like the people that that say it isn't justified. I feel like you know they kind of emotionless towards it. They're kind of indifferent, and the fact that they it, it ain't hit them home. Some people, you know, what I'm saying they can see a story on TV, and it don't matter if it if it happened a million miles away, dog. Like like. You can feel you can feel that pain or you can feel that joy, whatever is going on. And so, um, like, you know, I personally feel like, you know, it's the emotional response, just like you said, and it's justified. I mean, I mean, you know, we we don't we, we don't own no target. You know what I'm saying? We we don't own no uh, we don't own them stores in Lenox Mall, you know, like like stuff like that. Like like, you know, pe people are pissed off and and with the you know, justifiable reason. So, so, um, talk to me a little bit uh, about it, Ray. How you feel about it? I feel like Joe and, uh, 
I feel the same on that. I feel like rioting is more um is more of an expression because if you're not gonna listen to what people are saying, people have asked long enough to um hold on real quick. Okay. People have asked long enough to respect us. People have asked long enough to, you know, stop killing us. And with that being said, it goes unheard. Like you said, MLK Jr. said, it goes unheard. So if we're going to continuously be publicized and we're going to continuously be murdered in front of everybody and we can we ask you all to stop doing this, the next step is I'm I'm pretty much I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. And the only thing I know to do is to go out here and express myself how I feel like expressing. If I feel like tearing something up, I'm going to tear something up. Like Joe said, we don't just do that every day. I'm mad at work. You know, now all of a sudden I'm about to go and I'm about to go in the store and take all the power aids out of this motherfucker. I'm not, you know, we ain't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's one of those things where, what is it going to take for you to listen? You know, everybody who's saying it, like they, like you said, I'm pretty sure people in Madison feel different about feel different about it because nobody in their neighborhood has dealt with anything like this. Me personally, I haven't lost anybody to the cops, but I've seen people like me continuously get gunned down. I've seen people like me get their neck stepped on repeatedly after saying I can't breathe, being just ignored completely. To where it, it seems as if they're going back to what did they, what they used to say, black man, three fifths, three fifths of a per, of a person. You know what I'm saying? So it just reminds us. It reminds us that you still don't even see us as an equal enough to where put like this. I ain't never seen a white man accidentally get killed. I ain't <laughs> never. <laughs> real talk, like I ain't I ain't never seen them put put their foot on a white man's neck. I'm not saying it don't happen, but what what the videos of that? Where that footage at? So. <laughs> You know, when the black folks go out here and do their thing, when we go out here and we we riot, you got to understand it's coming from a place. If a child acts out, out of, if a child is known to have a mild temper, all of a sudden they just start acting out. They just act out for no reason. There's something wrong with them. And you need to start listening before it get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally feel that, man. Like, like, like. Like it's just you know emotional response and you know I'm I'm down with it I'm cool with it you know what I'm saying uh, if you choose if you choose to riot you know if you choose to peacefully protest I think both can both have um, positive and negative effects on both ends you know what I'm saying um, so yeah. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit um, I'm gonna, I, uh, oh yeah go ahead Joe go ahead Joe I just wonder and and this isn't me speaking on anything but. The question is, why is the community that's being effective at a divisive point right now between which rioting is right? It don't matter. It don't matter at all. Which yeah. way you do it? They wronging us. We need to protect ourselves. That is the that's point blank period. We got to protect ourselves by forming relationships with office advances in the world. We got to form relationships with churches that used to do real work in the community. We got to build our schools up to where our children know how to be smart enough to stay away from stupid stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? Those are the, those are the real things that we can do. Ain't no silver bullet to this. 
Well, yeah, them cops get arrested. Whoop de doo. They go to jail. Whoop de doo. That black man life ain't back. Nope. So how do we keep more lives on earth? How we how do we keep them on the ground? Because we can't do nothing about everybody that's died that that that, that ain't got shot. Rest in peace, holiday soul. Right. Pieces of us is, is is leaving every time they leave the earth. Pieces of our community is leaving the earth. So how do we keep our community down here protected, feeling safe, feeling smart, feeling ready, feeling full in their bellies, feeling smart in their minds? How do we do that? Because that, that, that's that, the that ain't, that ain't that ain't that, how we doing it. This this uh this place that we had stuck in between. Rioting is wrong and looting is wrong, and uh, or, or rioting is rioting, loot is uh, and looting is right. That's a place of, of stagnancy that that we we get caught at a lot in our community, and we just need to move forward with, with you know with the things we need to do. We need to stop asking uh, something's you know something's got to change and figure out what's got to change and change it and change it right now and, and hey, get our men in the community doing what they do. Begin to get our, our women in the community doing what they do, healing. It's hey, in, our, in our community, everything that we need as black men and women, we have in our soul. Healers, builders, farmers, protectors, nurturers, everything that we need is right here. And we just need to get to it. Boy, you talking about something now. Hey, but you know one thing though, like like I would say this though, you know, um, this is also shown. Of course, you know, as black people, I feel like you know, I feel like we are more together than we get credit for. But I also feel like when it comes to situations like this, we have that divide of of uh, people that are like Martin and then people that are like Malcolm. I feel like, you know. Like when it comes to this type of stuff, you know, it's kind of just like, what's the effective way to get ourselves heard? To me, I think, of course, the most effective way um, to get get ourselves heard is by doing the things that Joe is talking about. But just yeah. like you know, Christian said on um, the first podcast I had, I like I feel like that's the long game, you know, like mm. like like you know that that's the best scenario. But we in 2020 and we've been going through systematic oppression for so long. How do we get to that long game? Like, do we have a short game or is it just going to always be a long game? The long game can sometimes feel like it's unreachable. You know what I'm saying? So my opinion on the next steps for that is to find community organizers, find good, find people in your community that's good at planning, build their, their capability up. Find resources for those people to plan engagement opportunities for the community to come in and be healed and learn things. You know what I'm saying? If we can find people that, that are good at that, I'm not good at organizing. My wife got that house looking like that. You know what I'm saying? If it was my, if it was my, you know, just me staying here, it'd be a TV and a couch. Maybe <laughs> if I want to go back there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Get out of my apartment, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Finding people like that and grooming their abilities is how we see our community progress. So that would be yeah. our next step. Getting on the phone saying, you know what, Lene, 
you are awesome at what you do, what you're doing in Dallas with all that event planning. Let's get together, get you some resources so you can event plan something here in Jackson that's gonna get that's gonna make our heart be strong. You know, Chakwe Lamuma has has named the city the city of soul. I love the branding. I love it. Because if we reach into that part of the soul and the culture of Jackson and really groom our children and our young people and our old people and keep people connected, we can see some great things. But it's gotta take actual planning, it's gotta take actual steps, it's gotta take all of these highlighted borders away and get to the bullet point. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. And you gotta you gotta give a damn. You gotta give a damn every day. Every day. Yeah. You, 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 you can't yourself. you can't wait until something traumatic happens to be sparked and inspired. You have to give a damn every day. And so the thing that's impressive uh, uh, about Joe, um, about people like that is, like I like I said before we, before we start recording, that Joe did a great job at Boyd initially, right? He goes to Sykes Elementary, does another great job, and is reaching out and creating stuff every day. Whether the news ain't got to come, it ain't got to be in Clarion Ledger, it ain't got to be, you know, all of that. But, you know, and so it's the point where Joe knows, well, we grew up together, but Joe knows if he needs me and calls me, I'm pulling up. And, right and, and I know if I need Joe and I call him, he's pulling up. And so it's a principal and a cop. They happen to grow up together. And that's what that's what makes community. That's what does it is relationships yeah. is relationships. But you got to give a damn every day. You can't right. pick and choose when it's important because we're always important. Always. And all these kids belong to us and all these homes belong to us and all these old folks belong to us and this whole city belongs to us. So just like when we first started and I was walking over here and all them kids was talking to me. It wasn't my kids. <laughs> I didn't make them. I got four that I made. You know what I'm saying? But I belong to them and they belong to me because we made a relationship. I don't have my uniform on. You heard what they called me? They called me Officer Vance. Yeah. I got on a I got on a, a, a Under Armour uh, shirt and some shorts and some shoes with no socks. Typical. Look like a dad. Look like a Straight dad. dad. Straight dad. <laughs> They said, Officer Van, and the boy said, you got some trash you need me to take out? Yeah, I heard that, man. That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's community. Yes, sir. Because yeah. I you give a what? damn. I'm not at work. I'm like, Christian we- got all them kids, man. He got other kids <laughs> taking the trash out. That don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> they probably take the trash out their own home. Hey, right. Hey, listen. Look at, look at listen I ain't got no outside yeah. kids now. They make my right. outside kids. I'm just neighbors. Don't throw that disclaimer out there. But you know what? To piggyback off that, I know we was in uh, when to be Martin, when to be Malcolm. But I think it's good that we establish in the community who's Martin and who's Malcolm. It's OK if you Martin. It's OK if you Malcolm, because like right now, to me, it's Malcolm's time to get up and go on speed. Those who, you know, those who follow that, those who follow those practices, it's that time because it's one of those things where we have to show that we're going to stand up, we're going to fight. But then when it's time to, you know, have a peaceful protest, as they like to say, that's when it's Martin's time to go. But like you all said, that's when you have to establish your community, know who is who. And like Joe said, elevate that person into who they're, who we see them to be. So therefore we can fight it on all fronts because right now 
I get tired of hearing people say we got too many Martins, but not enough Malcolms. Too many Malcolms, but not enough. It don't matter who we got. It's who we're supposed to have at this moment and who's supposed to be speaking for us. Because if we're sitting here worried about too many of this or too many of that, we're not. It's, it's almost it, it becomes divide. It's come divisive right. and we can't come together on one common goal to go out and fight for. You're not going to ask Shaq to go out there and shoot no threes. If you got Kobe out there, you're going to tell Shaq, look, right now we need you to go down there and <laughs> do what you do. Dominate. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. <laughs> that's not like we ain't going to put Shaq on the line and shoot the tech to win the game. We're not going to do that. No, nah, so they like, roll. When I was working at the prison, that dude told me, and I remember it to this day, he said, know your personnel. Hey. You got to know your personnel and walk with them. Hey, that's a hey, that's a very valid point, dog. Because it's just like because because it it, it kind of reminds me of how social media can be so divisive at times like this, where you got people pulling cards just because some people saying, "Well, I'm against rioting," but they gonna peacefully protest. They 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 stand for everything, mm-hmm. and and they gonna peacefully protest. But but then you got these on the side saying. uh, I'm a rider. I own peaceful protest. I am not my ancestors. I I hate that statement to the core. Hey, how convenient! How convenient is that? Convenient, dog. Right. It's it's so privileged. It's the most privileged statement that that a black person can make. Man, because 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 at at this point in 2020, yeah, yeah, you dealing with COVID 19. Yeah, you can't really, you know, you might get sick. This, that, and other. You know, we might deal with police brutality, but back then they was gonna deal with police brutality. Yeah, they, they uh, was, a they deal with racism on a continuous, continuous basis. Imagine you being a child, seeing your father uh, look down to uh, another man because of the color, uh, the color of his skin, and saying yes sir and no sir to a man of the same age, or or they'll come snatch you up or burn down your house burn down your church you hanging from a tree at a public lynching uh or something like that these people have no idea and and truth be told every time i see somebody posted dog i unfriend them like or or you know what i'm saying like i don't fool with you in real life you feel me so it's, right. it's so it's, it's so ignorant. disrespectful it's, it's so it's so, di- it's so di- my my you know they got the we got a really good civil rights museum here in jackson that's real not promoted right. enough it's really really good if you go yeah. to freedom summer um, the the Wall for Freedom Summer. My grandfather, my father's father, is on there. He was 19 years old. Greyhound bus station arrested, whatever, whatever. And and, and 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 folks say stuff like that, man. It is the biggest slap in the face because you you're not really dealing with. Uh, I remember my, my dad told me he was on the sidewalk in Western Plaza. He was 10 years old. Push him on the sidewalk. Say, nigga, you can't be on no bike around here. Damn. He said he didn't tell his daddy because my grandfather was so fierce and such a man. He knew he's gonna do something and probably die. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, so when folks say that, they have no understanding of 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 the reality of violence, the reality of of true fear of of truly being afraid for your life. And so it's like as as me, not even a police officer as I am, you know, just the person I am. Uh, when people ask me about looting and rioting, like I don't condemn it, but I don't condone it because I wouldn't do it personally. Yeah. So to me, as, as as a leader, as a leader, I cannot 
hype you up, do something that I wouldn't personally do. We listen, man. We really gotta watch out for folks like that, bro. It, it, it's a lot of folks like that on social media. It's a listen. It's a lot of folks paying bills and have gotten famous and have gotten elected and have bought new homes based off of black turmoil. And I'm talking about black folks. I'm talking about black yeah. folks. It's a lot of folks being real comfortable, being real comfortable, telling you, hey, man, burn that down. Now, like I said, I don't condemn or condone, but as somebody who I wouldn't do it myself, if I was there, I wouldn't do it. So how am I going to tell you to do it? And I see it on social media. I see guys that I know, they be like, man, yeah, do that. But I'm like, you wouldn't do that if you were there? I know your mama now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, we just, I mean, and we, and like you said, uh, Joe and DeRay, Joe said elevate people, and, and DeRay was saying elevate the right people and knowing when, and you really have to do that, man. It's so important. It's so, so important to elevate the right people to, 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 and dang, we so backwards. We worry about how somebody dress, how they talk, all kind of stuff. We've been broken down and broke so long. Yeah. We've been beaten down so long that if a black person has something that we don't have, we lift them up. Man, I said something the other day. If Jesus came back as a lame right now when nobody when many people mess with him. No, when nobody follow him. <laughs> nobody follow him. And, and just we like, messed and, up. And, 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 and you know, and you know, just like the books say, you know, he hang out with the lames and the lepers at. So <laughs> so you know, yeah. hey, people are mistake. People have missed their flight home. You know what I'm saying? They so people so concerned about saying what's trendy and saying what's right, uh, was saying what's popular or, or whatever, bro. And, and and like I said, old buddy didn't help the officer out because he's worried about how it looked. He's I want to help this white officer out because he touched me with this black dude. But he, he touched me with this black dude in the hospital. You worry about how it looked. I'm man, if you worry about how it looked, bro, get in the house, bro. I, I just <laughs> Like work, work or don't work, and shut the hell up. I, I I can't because because I sacrificed so much time away from my family. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know my wife and my children. Because I'm out here doing other stuff. I don't really want to hear no excuses of why you can't do whatever. Right. I'm uninterested. I will take whoever want to work. And I don't care what education they got or how talented they are or none of that. If 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 you went to Harvard and Columbia or whatever, but you sorry as hell, I don't give none about your rhetoric or how you speak and I get the, get the hell out of my face. Give me this dude, the GED. Give me this dude to sweep floors in the federal building. Give me this other dude if they're gonna show up and and mentor and improve and love. And I don't give a damn about your accolades. We care too much about this stuff. Yep. Real. We care too much about it, man. Real, hey, 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 them, them, some real words, dog. We care, we care too much about vanity stuff and and just worldly stuff. You know what I'm saying? We need to care more image, so about image is so deep uh, ingrained in black culture that it, that it affects almost all of our choices. Uh, well, not all, you know, not all as speaking as in every black person, uh, but making a generalization to you know make the connection to our attention to image is too important. Uh, I was thinking, you know, celebrities getting called out for saying, go vote. Yeah, the voting ain't really helped us out recently. Uh -huh. But could we vote at all? You know what I'm saying? 
What if we couldn't vote at all? Right. We, we, hey, we, we couldn't. We couldn't if exactly. those died for us to do it. Exactly. And 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 if you were back there in that day, in your present body, would you say, I don't want to vote? I'm going to let you know now, buddy. If everybody over there across that fence got a watermelon and I'm hungry as hell and I ain't ate all day, I want a piece of that watermelon. You know what I'm saying? Because I know it's going to help me survive. I know it's going to help me make it to the next stage. A vote is right. just like that. And you can call me a nigga for saying watermelon, but I'm going to we don't eat crap. Hey, I'm gonna how it is. We in Mississippi, so it's cool. We in Mississippi, so it. Nah, I'm just here thinking, like, man, why my man say watermelon? Hey, would you rather me say chicken? I don't care. You could have said some. Hey, you could have said. But we we gonna you know if I if I want that and I know it's gonna help me survive, I would have did. I'm gonna do that. So all these people talking about. Voting ain't working. Okay, cool. What you doing though? What's working right. for you and your black ass? Cause my black ass truck. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, Joe, that's the question. That's the million dollar question. What are you doing? I got to know. I have to know. It bothers me. Now that's the only thing that's a personal front to me. That's only the personal yeah. front to me because I know how important. Um, my community is to me, and I, I know how important my city is to me. And when I see people just talk, just talk, just talk, I want to really know deep in my soul, in my bones, in my marrow, what are you doing? Because if you're doing nothing and you're talking a lot and, and judging a lot and vehemently uh, disparaging those that are working, I, I feel like you're spitting in my face. Right. I take it yeah. personal. I take it personal because not only am I busting my ass, I bring in other guys that are like me and they bust their ass and they got a million things to do. DeRay got a million things to do. Nick got a million things to do. Joe got a million things to do. Any time that somebody gives you is precious because you don't get it back. You show me where your treasure is. It's in the Bible. We show, we show you uh, where man treasure is hard as there also. What do you care about? Social media? Likes? Hearts? Right. What you care about? Or will you come out and really give folks your time and give folks your effort and give folks your attention? If not, I just you should just really shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you know, you know, all of what you, you and Joe said kind of take me into, you know, my last uh segment or my question. Um, of course, you know, if if y'all hadn't heard about, you know, the mayor of Pedal, um, Paul Marx. Um <laughs> You know, he he, he looked like, you know, that green blob thing on Star Wars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, he says APB up for his neck. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Mm. But he basically stated that, you know, if you can, if you can talk, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He's basically stating that if you can talk, you can breathe. And, mm. you know, um, you know, that's a ridiculous statement. Um, and, you know, people done protested, mm. the residents pissed off. You got six aldermans that signed orders to ask for his resignation, and he still refused to resign. You know, uh, Joe touched on it a little bit. You know, and I think, and I think November, I think November is a great place to start with. You know, what I'm saying, I I believe in voting. You know, but I believe that people have to turn out to actually make a change. Like voting on a local scale to me. Is more important is more important 
for the state of Mississippi. There, there you go. Than, say, than say, than say it again, Mick. Say it again. Voting on that local scale is more important in the state of Mississippi than right. voting for president. We can't go nothing about a, a traditionally red state, but right. and and you know you know uh, but we need to vote for these local officials. You need to, you need Ooh, to vote Lord. to get that. You need to vote to get that DA out. Like Killer Mike said, they locked up your homeboy and he and he was unjustly treated. You know what I'm saying? You need to you need to vote out um, these mayors that's that's talking crazy, talking nonsense, and don't speak for you as a people. And as a community, you know that that you trying to uphold a standard in. So, so you know, I honestly, I, I believe I know niggas that don't vote. And right, you know, of course. And and at, and at thirty, and at thirty one, you know, what I'm saying I'd say probably about twenty one. You know, it pissed me off really bad. You know, you know, I'm going like like I'm like you know we all at Jackson State except you know Joe, you went to Alcorn, but we all at Jackson State. My we, nigga, we, hey, we love Alcorn. you anyway. Hey, we love. Hey, we love you, Joe. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, you can literally walk out of Dixon and and walk to the new union to cast the vote, and right. niggas still not voting. Like, <laughs> like they can wake and get out of bed. <laughs> right, even get out of bed. Like, like, and it's free. I can understand you had to pay the vote. <laughs> it's free. Like, oh god! Like, like, dude, it's literally free, dog. You know. Oh god! You can cheat on that test. You get, hey man, who are you stupid? (laughs) Like, like you can't even. Yeah, you can't ask people who they vote for because they don't even. They don't know the candidate. They ain't looked up what they stand for, and that's how we end up in these situations with having DAs, DAs Mm -hmm. that's letting you know dirty cops off the hook. That's how you know. That's how we end up in in a, a city where. Um, the mayor is, uh, uh, you know, stealing funds or, or you know, using funds in in the wrong way, and and yeah. you know, and it's sad. But I feel like it, it just reminds me of this, you know, this uh, democratic nomination of how black people and young people was all saying Bernie, 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 and this nigga could not win that one. One primary, like he couldn't win it, and he was literally speaking for the young people, the millennials, the generation younger than us. He's speaking for us, but it just—it's just the young. They don't vote, like. <laughs> so, 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 how you feel about it, Deray? What you think about you know the voting and how we just like nah, homie, like we don't vote. I, I always said that. Uh, not always said, but I tell you what. Since 2016, that's when I I said, you know what, it's more important that I vote locally than I vote for the presidential race. Not to say it doesn't matter, but it's one of those things where I always like to say, I don't understand why racist white people be jumping for Trump. He don't give a damn about what you got to say. Just like he don't give a damn about what I got to say. So it's one of those things where you need to focus on the people who are in your community and the ones who speak the same language as you. And when you put those people in those places, say you move this person to the mayor, then that person goes from the mayor to senator, then whatever, then goes to uh, governor. Now you actually have somebody who's on your side. You can control. You can control that in terms of who is in charge of your state. 
you can't control who's in who's in charge of this, the country. But if you have the person who's speaking for you on that on that uh, national level, to where they can speak for those who like us who are still right here, then you can actually feel like something is working for you. So it's one of those things where if you don't care too much about the presidential race, whatever, that's fine. At least care about who's in your city because then, and that's something I had to learn. I didn't know that at first. I'm not going to say that like I've always been like that because I really, I was like, man, I, you know, I don't care. But then I started actually paying attention to my city because I'm still here at 30. So obviously it must mean something enough to me because it must mean something enough to me because I chose to stay here. So if I'm going to choose to stay here, why would I not care about who's going to speak for me? Tate Reeves get on WAPT, WLBT or whatever, <laughs> barely put sentences, <laughs> barely put sentences together. He looking around like, man, I, I, I thought it was just for the good old boy. Like he, now he's, now he's faced with some real stuff now. And now he's having to learn how to speak that he wasn't even groomed for. He nah, wasn't even hey, groomed to. Hey, to granted, speak though, Tyree's doing better than, especially with the situation. He's doing way better than what he I. He is doing. Be- you you know when I realized he was doing better when racist white folks were pissed at him. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ain't lying though. They so pissed off at that boy. They, <laughs> like, both, they said we voted you in. Like, <laughs> hey, that dude, that dude was hot. He's hey, when they say that, it's over with. I thought Ooh. you were one of us. Right. It's over yeah. with. You yeah, got yeah. the hood on right there. I yeah, got a rope yeah. right here. Jigaboo. <laughs> 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 hey, that joke, that joke named Jerome now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real talk though. Hey, he doing hey, he doing better than what I thought, especially with you know this situation. I was like, dang, he really he got no thrown into the fire. Like he wanted he to no choice. maybe play because, a little golf. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why he ain't got no choice. Because these poor white folks making just as much noise as we are now. They just as poor as they probably poorer than us. So now he has to you gotta speak on that. So we just sitting there with our popcorn, like, yeah, yeah, go and do that, player. Yeah, we rock with that, we rock with that because. <laughs> That's between y'all. And yeah. we just gonna sit here and watch y'all fight. And in the end, and in the end, just let it work out for us. But in that meantime, we need to be planning. We don't just yeah. need to sit there and watch them just, you know, go at each other. We need to be getting ourselves together. So that way, when it is our time, they be like, oh shit, we've been so focused on the poor and the and the rich that the black folk, the those communities, they didn't actually start building up and we got something behind us to where they can't they gotta listen to us, man. They gotta listen. In my opinion, we do that by finding who we want to be in office way before actual election. You right. gotta, you gotta, you gotta get behind somebody when we ain't talking about an election with somebody else in office. You gotta be grooming somebody else up. This guy meets has the qualifications, has the knowledge. Let's support this person and get him in here. Let's everybody, you know, group around this person. Because if we wait till voting time and everybody trying to figure out what this, how this person can help me, instead of grooming somebody that you know gonna help you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We gotta reach down into the community and find that person, and that person is right in front of us sometimes. You know what I'm right. saying? It's, it's right in front of us. That can be the face. That can be the voice. As long as he got this, he got the wise counsel around him or her to spill into that person. 
we can make we can put that person in office and then our changes will, will, will become true. But until we are selecting, keep on selecting, uh, well, today I'm going to wear a shirt instead of pants. You still look dumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We can't have uh, we can't have a, a candidate in office that can only support us in a few ways. We got to groom somebody that can support us in all ways and and through us supporting him or her. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you pick him. You you pick him or her ahead of time, man. And yes, you let right. them know what's going on, and they and they got to care about the city, and they can't be a career politician because to me, politics is not a career. Okay. It's not. Politics is a service. You don't get into politics to retire from politics. If you do, you don't deserve that privilege. To be a public servant is a privilege. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a right just because you went through an academy. It's not a right just because you got elected. It's not a right. No, it is a privilege that people have entrusted you with this much power and this much responsibility. And if anybody loses sight of that, they're unfit to serve you. They're unfit to serve you. I'm going to ask y'all this, man. We done had two years in a row in this city of 85-plus murders of a city of 160,000 people. Now, this city's twice our size with half our murders. What local politician do you hear talk about public safety? None of them, dog. Honestly, none of them. None. And when people talk about public safety, are they... Uh, is the perception more cops, more danger for blacks? You know what I'm saying? Right. That, right. Can't the, that can't be the perception when they talk about community protection. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to change. Uh, uh, you feeling safe? Of you feeling safe? Now we got over 20 public parks in the city, man. You don't see no kids playing at parks, right? They don't right. feel safe. You got to take your kids to original flow or whatever for them to play the park. Me as a JPD officer. I take that personal. I don't blame you because I understand I got kids. I take a personal way of I want to do better. Right. I want to better serve you. You have every expectation of safety as anybody in Madison or Flowood or what. You should expect the same amount of public safety. And the thing about public safety is no town or city um, um, enjoys success under turmoil. People grow when they are safe. Schools are better when you are safe. Businesses are better when you're safe. The prices of homes are better when you are safe. So as a guy who deals in public safety, it is glaring to me. It is glaring to me and disrespectful to me that nobody talks about public safety. No elected official talks about public safety. And to me, that is the number one issue in Jackson. Because if we have lower crime and we're safer, uh, we keep our businesses, okay? We build our tax base. Those four four-year colleges and universities that we have, Millsaps, Bellhaven, Tougaloo, and Jackson State, we keep some of those bright minds from leaving the city because they feel like they can build a family here, okay? We educate over 10,000 kids every year that graduate from our four four-year university and they leave. You can't blame them because they feel like they can't start a family here. We have to make it comfortable for people to raise their family. If we don't do that, no economic measure you do will work. Joe is struggling at Boyd because this public safety trickles down to every aspect of your community. 
I want to make it easier for Joe <laughs> to to have his school. I want to make it easier for DeRay to build whatever budding family he has. I want to make it easier for Nick at whatever time he chooses when he's trifling women to to to. <laughs> to. <laughs> I mean, I want to make it. I, I want to make I, my 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 wish in my life that I will live and die with, and as well my soul is to to make Jackson or to help make Jackson what it's supposed to be. I don't have the answer for any other place, and I don't feel guilty about that. I mourn with Minneapolis. I mourn with Ferguson. I mourn with all these places, but I don't have the answer for them because I can go down the street and knock on my neighbor's door if my home ain't straight. I got to make Jackson straight. I got to get the city back to real people. And I would do anything to do that. I would give any. I would do anything other than sacrifice my family to do that. Period. You know. And so, when people ask me about everything's going on in the country, I say with compassion in my heart that I hope we can all figure it out. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save Jackson. I got to. I have to. That's my. That's my. That's my goal in life. Hey, that's 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 powerful, bro, man. We gon' like like you know, and I and I think you know, you the person to do it and the people that's like you, but just like you said, we gotta have those leaders. I'm up right. I'm gonna that. check this episode down, man. I appreciate you, D Ray. Uh, uh appreciate you, Joe. Yeah. Appreciate you, Christian. Love y'all, man. I love y'all. I'm proud of y'all, man. Yeah, hey, I'm proud man, of y'all. I love y'all, y'all too, man. Yeah. Y'all, 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 um, love y'all, 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 yeah, love y'all too, man. Y'all, y'all, all great leaders. Y'all doing positive things, and of course, you know, um, anything you know, any of y'all ever need, you know, I'm here for you. So, um, so uh, I'm gonna shut this down. Um, you know, rest in power, George Floyd, Amar Aubrey. Um, yep. I'm, I'm gonna name those two because they're the two most recent. Um, also, what's the what's the girl's name? Yeah. Brianna, yeah, yeah, Brianna. Uh, what's her last name? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Brianna Taylor. Um, you know, rest in heaven to those people. Um, uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm gonna close this down. Uh, Yo, real quick, man. I gotta give a shout out to you. You did your thing with this, man. Like real talk. When you started this, I like from the jump. You need your respect for this because nobody. This is one of the first. This is one of the first, especially for our generation, because we come up we're that we're that link between the old generation and the young generation. Yeah. And this is what it takes right here. What Christian does, what I do, what Joe does, yep. and what you do. This right yep. here is the beginning. So definitely you you deserve your props for this, bro. And Jordan. For sure. Hey, 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 I appreciate that. Uh yeah, um, you know, me and Jay, we put it together. Um you know, it it wouldn't it wouldn't be nothing without you know great guests, great speakers, um, and you know what I'm saying I appreciate everybody that's on today. I appreciate everybody that's been on. You know what I'm saying it was just something that I wanted to do to to be able to express myself. So um, so uh, I'm gonna close out on that. Um, thank y'all for you know coming on to the verbal intercourse today, and um, we out.